Have you ever been at the end of your rope and just felt like, God, where are you? God, it doesn't seem like you are very attentive to my needs right now. It, maybe you were sick. Maybe you were dealing with a struggle in your job. Or you were unemployed and you were looking for work and you were praying and it just didn't seem like God was answering your prayer. It didn't seem like God was very close to you. Have you ever been there? Well, Elijah was a prophet in the Old Testament who, was, who had been there. This was a guy who really was the odd guy out in Israel at the time because most people in Israel had abandoned their faith in God. He lived to prophesy or to take take God's message to his people in the northern kingdom of Israel where a lot of people had started worshiping false gods, the gods that their queen, Queen Jezebel, evil Queen Jezebel, had called them to worship and had employed these 850 prophets of Baal, this false god, and 800 prophets of Asherah. And, and they were leading these people astray. But Elijah was sent to these people to say, don't worship false gods, worship the one true God. And because of that, he had to run for his life for three years. And then at the end of the three years, God says, hey, go back to Queen Jezebel and King Ahab and, and go back to the people of Israel. Stop hiding and I want you to, to show up and I want to use you to prove that I'm the one true God. Maybe you remember the story. First, First Kings chapter 18, he's on top of Mount Carmel and he calls fire down from heaven. Lights up the altar. God answers his prayer. But then Queen Jezebel wants him dead because in the moment of this triumph of seeing God answer the prayer to, to people in Israel, turning their hearts back to God, and they're, they're, they're chanting, the Lord is God, the Lord is God, the Lord is God, right? It's like Elijah and his team has just won the Super Bowl. He's super excited. He's ready to jump through tables. He is, he is, he is pumped up. He says, let's kill all the prophets, kill all the false prophets. And so he puts all the false prophets to the sword. And now Queen Jezebel wants him dead. Queen Jezebel's like, hey, if, if by this time tomorrow, Elijah, you aren't dead like the false prophets. Well, she wouldn't say the false prophets, but the prophets that you killed, my prophets that you killed. Well, may the gods deal with me ever so severely. May I die. May May I be the one that is killed if you're not dead by tomorrow? So now, it's weird. It's kind of like he had, he had been on the run for three years. He wasn't afraid when King Ahab wanted him dead. But now all of a sudden, Queen Jezebel has called for his execution, and now he's running for his life. He's gone from this mountaintop experience. Now he's in the valley. He's down in the valley, and he runs for his life, and he is scared, and he's had enough. He's ready to throw in the towel. First Kings chapter, chapter 19, verse 5, he cries out to God and says, I have had enough, Lord. I've had enough. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm about to give up. Okay, it's not worth it any longer. I'm done. He says, I'm done. He says, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Ever, ever been there maybe in your marriage? I'm done. I can't take it anymore. I'm, I feel alone. Like I feel like nobody understands what I'm going through. Going through all this suffering, going through all this stress, going through all this heartbreak. It's not worth it anymore. Maybe it's the way that it is with you and your job. Maybe it's you raising kids. You're just like, I've had enough. I've had enough. And you just want to give in or give up and compromise. Where is God in those moments? Where is God in the moments when it seems like we've had enough and he's not answering our prayers. Well, God shows Elijah where he is in, where he is in those moments. 
So God allows Elijah to continue to run. He just continues to run. He just continues to run. And then God says, hey, pay attention to what I'm going to do next. He says in verse 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Okay, the Lord is about to pass by. Watch out. Here it comes. It says, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. So God wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake, which is interesting because when God seems very far, when I don't sense his presence, you know what? I'm oftentimes hoping he does. I'm hoping he shakes the earth. I'm showing, I'm hoping he, God, would you just answer this prayer? Would you show up in a powerful way so I can know that you exist and that you love me? I want some fireworks. And yet that's not how he shows up to Elijah who's at the end of his rope. How does God show up? In a whisper, in a whisper. I mean, why is it oftentimes when we're at the end of our rope, it's so hard to hear God? Well, maybe it's because he's not shouting, but he's whispering. He's whispering to us saying, I'm here. Be still and know that I'm, I'm God, that I'm here. That I'm, as Psalm 34 says, that I'm close and I'm near to the brokenhearted. Why does God whisper when, we see, when it seems like he is so far away? Why is he? whispering to us. Well, I think he, he whispers because he's, because he's close, because he can, because he's next to us. He's not far away. He is right next to us. So he whispers to remind us that he's not far, but he's right next to us. When do you shout? You shout when your kids, right, get on your nerves. You shout when your kids are down the street and you got to yell at them to come home for dinner. Why? Because they're far away. But you whisper to somebody who's close, who's near, who's right by your side. You know, the things that are most constant in our lives, the things that are always there, the things that, the, when things are the way they should be, normal, right? We hardly even notice those things, right? Like room temperature, like in your house. When, when the temperature is ideal, you don't say, why is the temperature so ideal right now? This is amazing, right? No, but when it's super hot, you're like, why is the temperature so hot? Did somebody forget to put on the air conditioning? Or, or why is it so cold? Do we need to turn up the thermostat? It's only when something's missing that we notice it. But God, maybe because he's so constant in our life, because he's always there, because he's close, is oftentimes why it's so hard to notice him sometimes. Friends, may that be an encouragement to you, that God is not far, but he is so close that he can whisper to us. May you hear the still, small voice of God Today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you are near to us in our brokenheartedness, in our joy, in our peace, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our hardships. You are there. Help us to be still and to know that you are God, that we may experience your comfort today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.